Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. (sighs) This is going to be a good one. We're going to talk about grief, but in the unconventional sense. So we won't be talking about grief as it comes up, you know, around the loss of somebody or, um, you know, conventional ways at which you would grieve. We're going to be talking about a grief that I think isn't talked about enough, and that is the grief of grieving the life that you thought you were going to have. So this is definitely an emotional topic for me uh, and probably for a lot of people. And if you haven't yet thought about this, experienced this, or dove into this energy, then some things might come up. So just I'm just prefacing this podcast with that. So let me just start off with kind of a little bit of a story of mine to give us some context, and then we'll kind of talk about how the what the process might look like for you and what I have done, and um, some things maybe that will help you and guide you and um, all of the things. So a few years ago, well, almost a decade ago, because that's how old my daughter is, I chose to go live a very unconventional life. So I went to another country and I wanted to just really live off of the land and connect with um, people and just live a life that is not the traditional capitalistic life. And, and, and this isn't to say that I'm not living that life now, but that is what I chose 10 years ago. And it's what I would still choose today. Um, and so... I chose this life and it was incredibly difficult while also incredibly rewarding at the same time. But some things happened and so I needed to come back I needed to come back to the United States and uh just make some shifts and changes uh because things weren't in alignment anymore. And without getting into too much, uh I was divorcing my daughter's dad at the time, so my ex-husband. And so it just wasn't in alignment to be there anymore at that moment. And I needed to come back and, and be surrounded by family and friends and and do all of that. Well, that, you know, was about four years ago, I believe now. And so in that time, there was a lot of having to... There, I was in a, let's say, negative space. Um, and not that my thoughts and, and energy was negative, but I was in a low, low place financially. Just I didn't have a house. I, I was just starting from zero. I literally, when I moved back from, I left everything. I had a house and everything there, but I left everything there and I moved back with a carry-on suitcase. So that's what I started my life with essentially again. Four years ago was with a carry-on suitcase. That's all I had. And, um, so from there until about, I'd say 18 months ago, I was pretty much in survival mode because I was just trying to get back to normal. Like just, you know, I didn't have any clothes. I didn't have any, I had nothing when I came here. I think I had a toothbrush, like seriously, like I had nothing. And so, um, I was also negative in my bank account and a lot of debt. And so there was just a lot of things happening that were, somewhat out of my control. And so there was a period of time where I was just surviving and trying to get back into a place of thriving, uh, which happened. And so thriving is an energy. It's not necessarily the external formation of things. So that's what I wanted. I do want to make that clear. So I was an energy of survival molding into an energy of thriving. So about 18 months ago, kind of the switch kind of was 
flipped and I was able to kind of get into a more uh, thriving energy. Well, what came up and, and what has come up recently is, you know, when I say recent in the past like two years is the fact that I never really grieved because you can't, it's very hard to grieve in a survival energy um, and you need to, when you start to switch to the thriving, that's when we see a lot of the grief start to come up and the sadness and, and all of these emotions and energies start to come in when our body is fully relaxed, when the nervous system begins to relax is then when we can start doing that healing work. And I see this a lot is that people start, try to do healing when they're in the surviving. And what I really want to say is, no, this isn't the time. Like it healing needs to be done when the nervous system is more relaxed. Not that you can't be constantly healing, but it's hard to heal and survive at the same time. So once you step into a thriving energy, which is an energetic resonance, it isn't necessarily what the external looks like. So it's very important to remember that you can step into it at any time, despite your external circumstances. Although it definitely makes it a lot easier when the external circumstances are available for you. So when you make that shift, that's when the grief comes in. That's when the sadness comes in. That's when the, wow, I, I didn't realize how bad it was or or whatever those thoughts are coming in for you. So when this started to come up, I was like, man, I feel the energy of grief, but my life is amazing. So what is going on? And if that has happened to you, then this is the a good podcast for you to be listening to because I'm gonna might I might explain some things in a way that will will click and help you understand and and maybe help you on your own process. That's my hope, right? So when I was, you know, about 18 months ago, I kind of stepped this, I started to feel the energy and the feeling of grief come up. And even though my life was really amazing and I was experiencing some really positive things, I was having grief. And what it was, and it took me a while to figure it out, was it was the grief of a life that I will never get to live. And honestly, just saying it out loud, it still makes me sad because it was a life that I worked really hard to get to. Prior to even discovering that it was the life I wanted to live, I did a lot of work to get to the place to find out that that's what I wanted. And when I found out that's what I wanted and started living it, it was, it was, yes, it was hard, but it was so rewarding. And it was, it it just, it just really filled my whole soul. And so knowing that, yes, I can have that again, obviously, if we had it once, we can have it again. So there's that. Hopefully that helps you right there, that line. If you had it once, you can have it again, but you will never have what you had before. And to wrap our head and heart and soul around that is is very difficult sometimes. And it is, with all grief, it, it is the same, is that you are grieving something, even though you can have something similar, you will never have exactly what it is that you lost. That's hard. That is a hard energy to wrap our head around. It's a hard energy to come into. And it it is part of the human experience. We cannot get rid of grief, no matter how positive we are, and grief may last for years. The process of grieving may last for years. The feeling of grief you might have the whole your whole life, and we have to remember that and own that and and understand that in order to even process and be and and get into the other side of it, right? And so for me, it's been this process of grieving the life that one didn't exist. Let me say that again. I am grieving a life that didn't and will never exist. Why do I say that? 
because this is a different type of grief. This isn't a, I was with a person for a long period of time and the person passed away or, or you know, a, a grandparent or a parent or whatever it might be. It isn't that. It's realizing there's, it's layers of it. You know, for me and maybe for you too, it's layers of, obviously, if it was meant to be, it would have continued to be. And the grief of, I will never have that again. I can have a similar experience, very, very similar, one degree different, you know, but it won't be that experience. And when we can come to terms to that, when we can own that, I believe that's when the grieving process begins. It doesn't begin until we can really own that. And so what I see a lot of people doing instead of grieving is they continue to chase the thing that it is that they want. So with my example, for a while, I continued to want the thing that I did, couldn't have anymore. And it wasn't the person, it was the energy. But there was lessons that need to happen in order for me to come back to a space. Because in fact, I don't really want what I had before, truly. But there's pieces of me that would love to go back and, and have those things again and, and experience those things again and and be in line with those things again. And so this grief and it is hard and it's difficult. And it's, un- it's difficult to understand. It's difficult to explain. Like I'm grieving my life that I will never live. So what has been helping me, because this is what you're really here for, right? That we can talk about it and, and all day and we can continue to go back and forth, but what do we do about it? So what I've had to do and what has helped me is to really sit myself down and say it's safe to grieve and it's also safe to move on. Now, safe is the key. How do we create safety to move on? Safety comes in the body. So it's a nervous system, body, awareness and bringing forth that. So when when we speak about that, it's safe for me to move on. That is going to be the key that opens up the door. But we have to come to that point of safety within us. This isn't something that anybody else can create for you. So you can go to a therapist, you can go to a healer, you can go, I mean, you know, you pick your your support, right? But they cannot, they cannot pull you through the process. They cannot create safety within your body. That will be something you have to do within your experience. And so for me, creating safety in the body through this grieving process was first creating safety for me to just grieve. Which meaning that I had to switch from surviving to thriving. That was the first Because now when I'm in thriving, even at the bottom of the bottom of the bottom of how I feel, I'm not going to feel like the foundation is going to come out from underneath me. So the foundations have to be created, which is difficult when you want to grieve. But it's important that the foundations are there and the safety is there for you. The safety net is there for you when you do surrender. Because grief is a surrender into moving on. And 
there there is a dualistic experience that happens in that the world will continue to move. The world will continue to move on, whether you're moving with it or not. And that was probably one of the hardest things was I was experiencing this grief. I was experiencing this utter sadness and disappointment and just feeling like, why? Why did, why, why did this happen to me? Okay. And I get it because I still, you know, God, universe, why, why, why didn't you allow me to have the thing that I really wanted? What did I do? What didn't I do? How did I not pray enough? Did I not, you know, there's all these questions that come up which are all valid. And, and the one, the one thing though, that you have to ask yourself is, will I be okay if I don't get the answer to those questions? The answer is you will be okay, but you've got to come to that point. And so with that, you know, then we create safety of if the world feels safe enough to move on, I have to feel safe enough to move on. And so we create safety in the body. How do we create safety in the body? Through regulation. Safety, I believe, is regulation. Okay, so regulating the nervous system through grief will have you prepared and ready for almost anything. Almost, because we can't be ready for everything. And so through this process, there's been a ton of nervous system regulation so that when the grief comes up, because it does, could come up from a Facebook memory. It could come up from uh, just seeing somebody have the thing that you ha- that you wanted, okay? And then it pops in again. We know that feeling. We know that the it's almost like a heart, you know, stab, right? A just a oof, stab to the heart, gut re- or gut wrenching. And whether we can break down in that moment or not, but it's important that we find the moments. We have to make them. We have to make them. I shouldn't say fine. We have to make them. That we make the moments available to us to grieve. So I often tell people, you know, clients like, now is not the moment to break down. And I'd feel bad sometimes saying that. But if I have somebody in a situation, you know, if I'm working with somebody in a situation where they're having health issues, they're maybe in an abusive relationship, they're, I mean, let's talk real shit. Let's not go into some fairy dairy bullshit, woo woo, whatever. Let's talk real shit. You're, you're having health problems. You're in an abusive relationship. You're, you know, having to go to work or raise kids. And there are all of these things that are happening at once, you know, and that you're just like, fuck, like I, I want to grieve. I want to be sad. I want to be disappointed. I want to be frustrated. And now's not the time to break down. And when you have someone that you're, that's supposed to be supporting you and they say that it's hard to hear. And it's also what needs, what you have to, what you have to hear, because there are moments that we do have to push through. Now in the spiritual community, there's a lot of talk of surrender. There's a lot of talk of, you know, let the universe just but sometimes, no. Sometimes you have to keep going even when you think you fucking can't. Even when you think your battery is on zero, you got to keep going. You got to keep moving because of some reason or another and you just cannot surrender. You just cannot stop. It doesn't mean, though, that you don't make time to feel the feelings of the grief. And so this is what I did because there were moments where I couldn't stop. There were moments where I couldn't just say, 
I need fucking a few months to just lay in bed and grieve. Like I'm sad and I, and I know I just need to let it out and I just need to let it be. And, and I just can't, but I, there is, there's not, there's not that. Not everybody has the privilege to have that space. And so for me, what it is that I did was I made moments. So whether that being late at night, staying up until two in the morning so that I could take from 11 to two to grieve and just cry and process, take a shower and just let it all out or in the middle of the day, or if I make an appointment with myself, I'm serious. I call a friend and say, hey, I'm having a moment. Can you come get my kid and and so I can grieve? Yeah, sure. Get friends like that for sure. But what I'm saying is that sometimes you have to make the time to, to grieve. And this is really, really important that you make the time. So what I want to say about that is that is going to help you move through and get through these moments. Especially when people say to you, well, what does it matter? Like, get fucking over it. Move on. The world is moving on. Why aren't you? Because sometimes it takes a little bit longer. And you have that right. And you have that ability to do that. And so my advice to you on this is make time compartmentalize the grief and you probably I don't know if this is good advice or bad right but I know that sometimes we don't have the privilege of just laying in bed and grieving all day especially about a thing that especially about thing that others think that it isn't important or doesn't matter so I want to give you that today um I want to give you that I want to give you that space today to take time, to make time, to grieve the life, to grieve the life that you are supposed to have and didn't. And this could be from childhood. This could be from, it doesn't matter when it was from. It could have been something that happened 20 years ago that changed the trajectory of your life and you don't get to have the life that you wanted because of the thing that happened or that didn't happen. There are so many examples that I could come up with and I, I, I don't even think the examples are important, but what I'm telling you today is that this type of grief is unconventional and a lot of people don't talk about it, but grieving the life that you thought you were going to have and you're not is really, really important because it does get tied up in the body. And if we can release it and allow it, we can, we can, we can transmute it. So I hope that this podcast served you today. I know that I needed it. I know that it happens. I'll have moments that just pop up and I'm like, wow, I'm living this life. And I actually, this isn't the life that I really wanted. The life that I really wanted isn't the life that I have right now. And I'm not saying that my life isn't good and that I don't love my life and I don't love the things that I have. But we have to remember that there are some pieces of us that this isn't, that are kicking and screaming, trying to drag our way through this life, even if it's incredible and amazing and all the things we wish for and all the things we wanted. There's still a piece that still wants the thing that we'll never have. 
And we have to acknowledge that because when we don't acknowledge it, it feels like we're ignoring it. And it feels like we're ignoring that piece of us, even though she is screaming to be heard and to be seen. So hear her, see her. Say, I I want to sit with you. And I know that you're hurting. I know that you're hurting. I know that you wanted this life, but we can't have it. And so let's feel it. Let's see it. Let's feel it. And let's move on from it, but move on at our own space. We don't even have to move on today or even after a year. But we can feel it. We can take time for ourselves to say, I really wanted this life that I'm, I, I won't be able to have. And we can tell ourselves it's not fair and I'm frustrated. And it's important that we own that. We own the it's not fair. We own the I'm frustrated that I didn't get it while also acknowledging that we're incredibly grateful for the life that we do have. But that duality, I just feel like, is bypassed a lot in the spiritual community. And it's sad, and it makes me sad, that we, as teachers, aren't acknowledging this. And I see it just happen over and over and over and over again. And... I want to give you permission today to say, grieve. Give yourself the space. Say, hey, I wanted this life and I never got it and fuck, the world has moved on, but I haven't. And that's okay. And maybe I never will move on. Maybe I'll always have moments where I'll need to cry about this one thing. And there's no amount of mindset work, emotional release, or any of that that will... Talk your way out of it. Sometimes you just have to feel the pain. And you have to be ready to feel it. And so that's why I said this work isn't to be done when you're in survival mode. It isn't to be done when you are still trying to crawl your way out of something. It's to be done when you finally feel stable. When you finally feel, what's the key word? Safe. So when you feel safe, that is your definition. What do I need to feel in order to feel safer? What do I need to have? Or what do I, whatever your build parameters of safety. Once I started doing that, what is it that makes, what is it that truly I feel safe? How is it that I feel safe? What is it that makes me feel safe? And when I could build those parameters for myself, once I hit those parameters, then I do this work. Don't make the parameters so fucking far away from you that you're never going to get there. The parameters for me were, if I can breathe, in a way that makes me feel safe in my body, in control of my breath, then I can start doing the healing work. And that takes a while. When I can regulate my heartbeat on my own. Okay? So those are part of my parameters, right? There's a lot of other parts, but those are pe- the parameters were never based on external circumstances. I will feel safe when... I have X amount of money in the bank. I will feel safe when I have a partner who supports me. I will feel safe. No. Because if you base it on that, you're waiting on somebody else in order to come and help you feel safe. So the parameters have to be an internal experience that you build for yourself. And then when you hit that safety, then you can grieve without guilt. Then you can grieve without shame. Then you can grieve without all of the other baggage that comes along. I love you all. If this served you, 
leave a, me- um, a message. Sure, send me a message, but leave a comment. Um, leave a comment, leave a message, leave um, a, a review or send me, an, send me an email. You know, you can always send me an email at sarah at sarahprofit.com, two Fs and two Ts. And you can um, send me, you know, whatever it is that you want. I love communicating with you guys. It's so amazing to hear like, hey, I listened to your podcast and it was awesome. It's like my favorite. You can share on social media. I don't care, whatever you do. Um, I know this is like probably bad marketing. Like I'm not like super specific about what it is I want you to do. But honestly, I just don't care. Not that I don't care enough about you. I just... I want you to do whatever you want to do. Like, this is a weird way to end the podcast, but it is what it is. We're going with it. So this podcast served you in any type of way and you want to communicate that to me, you send me an email, you tag me on social media, you can write a review, you can, there's all the things that you can do, right? Like, you can do it. Um, Let me know because I, the the goal is to try to make this podcast a little bit more regular and consistent, uh, but we've been working on a lot of things behind the scenes here, not necessarily on the Healer's Couch, which is the podcast, but we are developing some courses and programs and and just a really some really cool things that we're working on that will not be ready. We are running a marathon, not a sprint, so it's going to be a while, but uh, you know what? It's worth it. And sometimes with things, you know, like Ruth, uh, it takes a while. And that's okay. It's worth it. So I love all of you. And I hope that you have an amazing morning, day, night, wherever you are in the world. And as always, thank you for listening to The Healer's Couch and join me next time.